Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Katie Thurston. Hey, Katie. Hello, everybody. So Katie, you... so pumped Yikes. to have you here, by the way. <laughs> Just very Thank excited. Um, it's, uh, I, have, I am so interested in your life right now. Like, <laughs> From afar, follow you on social media um, with the show coming up. Just very intrigued by you. Thank you. I appreciate it. In the best of ways. Like, I just have a lot of questions. So I'll let Ashley dig in first, (laughs) then I'm going to jump in. Sounds good. Well, obviously, you're going to be on FBoy Island any day now. It's October 16th, Monday, October 16th, is when you are going to be one of the three women trying to tell the difference between a nice guy and an F-boy. It's the first season that it's going to be on the CW. I want to know what your reaction was when you first met Alon Gale, who officiated my wedding and was a father of the Bachelor franchise for so long. 
Well, I'd never got to work with him, you know. What? Yeah, by the time I had my experience, well, on Bachelor, I should say. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd heard so many great things about him. And so when the opportunity came for the show and his name obviously being like the mastermind behind it, I already had a feeling like it was going to be a really good match. Meeting him, though, everything everyone has ever said about him is true. He's amazing. He's a genius. He tells you ideas and you're just like, this is why you are doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So he was great. I love him. We're very close today. Like we've been in constant contact even after the show. And I mean, he's going to be in my life forever for sure. I, uh, when I saw that you were going on F boy Island and obviously, uh, Alon was around, uh, when I was on the show, I immediately, my first thought was like, those two are a good duo. Mm -hmm. Like you two could work really well together. Um, and, and I'm, I kind of wanted to go in and we don't have to, you know, obviously your time on The Bachelorette is not something we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about F-Boy Island. But I think if you think back on your time as The Bachelorette and you would have had an Alon there who, let's be honest, right? Alon does share a lot of opinions. He has a lot of thoughts. He is much more, um, I would say, vocal about what he thinks you should be doing and what he thinks would be really good. Sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. Sometimes you're like, no, you're, that's a crazy thought. I would never do that myself. Do you think you would have appreciated having him there or do you think it would have annoyed you in that season of life? Oh, it would have been a better experience and you know, and what I went through without him being there and what he, now I know he's like if he had been there. You know, he definitely has that human element of like, here's my thoughts. Now tell me what your thoughts are about that. It was just like an open dialogue ongoing on how to make great TV, find love, you know, like there was just so much transparency. Uh, and that's something I really respect from him versus, you know, other experiences are a little like, um, everyone's trying to like make you a little bit, bit of a puppet. It's like, no, no, just mm. tell me what you want. And like, let's work together and make something great happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give me, give me the clarity. I think that's one of the big things that I felt was at least I had the clarity. And I felt like I had the position to say, no, man, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. I don't think that's right at all. And at least the conversation existed. And uh, and maybe that was part of his strategy because over time you just get worn down and you're like, yeah, I'll do whatever you say. Um, but, you know, before we dive into F-Boy Island, you do have a career right now in improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have been doing uh, stand-up. I have done that once in my life. I think it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I never <laughs> want to do it again because... Jared I, wants to do it so badly. I was sweating all over in places I didn't know I could sweat. I was <laughs> sick to my stomach um, it, the green room behind it, it was a, it was an open mic night was chaotic because you had people getting sick from being nervous. You had people super chilled out being like, this is just great. <laughs> and then you had me just in the corner, like shaking, like, I don't want to do it. Um, Katie, what, what made you step into that and, and kind of, how's it going? Give us a, a quick update. Yeah. Well, first of all, Jared should definitely give it a shot because you never know until you do it. You have either a Ben who's like, I tried it never again. Or myself, yeah. who I, when I did my first open mic, same vibe. I was like, I don't know. And then I did it. I watched the tape back. But I was like, hell yeah, I got this. You Did you have a set written out? Yeah. So when I very, did my very first open mic, it's three minutes, which is so obtainable. Right. Oh, okay. And so yeah. I kept chickening out. And then finally, I was just telling people, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Kind of hold myself accountable by like announcing it. You know, like once you put it out in the world, you look like a little chicken when you like back out. So I'm like, well, everyone knows I'm going to do it. So might as well go all in. So yeah, I had practiced a little bit of a three minute set, um, but you really don't know what it's like until you're on stage. And so when I was on stage, I felt like I blinked and it was over. But then when I watched the the video back that my friend recorded, I was like, 
oh, I, I think I got this. And so it's been a year now of doing um, stand up both with either open mics or big shows with big names. And it's just been so much fun. That's awesome. Can you give us a joke right now? Uh, you know, typically men will say that when they find out you're a comic, they're like, oh, tell me something funny. And then I just look at them and I say, men. And then I just walk away. <laughs> so that usually, you know, shuts a lot of guys up when they do that. So I think that's the thing with, with stand up. Ash, you know, when I was preparing for it and, and I, I wanted to give it a shot, was like, it's, there is such a, a different kind of mind space that I had to get yeah. into to go up on yeah, that stage and yeah. to, um, share what I was wanting to share and to see if it would re- work and react. I, and, I mean, I had, I had jokes or segments that got no laughs. I had some that got a ton of laughs. And I think actually I found it more funny once I was up there at the ones that I wasn't getting laughs at because it was so awkward and the awkwardness makes people laugh. And that was fine with me. <laughs> um, I, I was good with it. Um, okay. So Katie, my first thought on F boy Island, uh, obviously I, we've mentioned that we're supporters of Elon, uh, tuned in for, to the first season. What happens if one of the three of you just want an F boy? Like, is that an option or are you all agreeing to look for the nice guy? Yeah. Like you're not there to really find love, are you? I mean, with this show, it's very different because there's, there's multiple levels to it. There's, there's a hundred thousand dollars on the line. There's also the dating element. So it's kind of like a win-win, like hopefully maybe I win some money. Maybe I find love, maybe a boyfriend, you know, we all kind of had different goals. Um, the the perk of looking for a nice guy is it's an automatic split of the hundred thousand dollars with them. So in some degree, you you hope you fall for a nice guy. But the thing is, we don't know who that is yet. So once we've already developed feelings and a relationship with someone, towards the end is the reveal of who is an F boy and who's a nice guy. And sometimes you're just stuck with maybe all F boys. And like, you have to just hope that maybe they're what we call reformed and will choose mm-hmm. to walk away with you and the money at the end. Or are they just the ultimate F boy and they take a hundred thousand dollars and leave you heartbroken and broke? <laughs> the uh, for those who haven't seen the show, uh, do these guys know what category they're in, or is this a surprise to them? So every guy comes in with their own definition of what they think is a nice guy or an F boy. So you're not like assigned a category. People have their different reasons for, you know, self-labeling themselves as as what they are. You know, I will um, hint that there was one nice guy who we will all agree was not so much of a nice guy. So Mm -hmm. just because they label themselves something doesn't mean like that's really who they are. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Okay, I'm not going to have you call out any of your bachelor exes directly, <laughs> but we know that you've dated Matt James, Blake Moines, and then your boyfriend that you met on your season, John, <laughs> yeah. that uh, you ended up dating in real life, but you're no longer with. Of the three of those guys, is there an F-boy amongst them? I, I will say this. I do think I tend to date nice guys. And I would say all three of those are nice guys. Okay. And then in my experience on this show, I thought I was going to be really good at picking out who the nice guys are because that's the type that I date. Mm-hmm. I was very, very wrong. 
Interesting. Are we? Was that a surprise to yourself? Were you? I mean, kind of. What's your emotions as that as you walk through this process? Were you frustrated with yourself? Surprised? I mean, overall, I was happy with my experience and learning about myself and getting to watch these men kind of navigate their experience as well. Um, but there was at least one situation that left me very frustrated because it was very much like a blind side. I'll say that. Mm, something to tune into. Now, Katie, you obviously have uh, been in the spotlight. You were the bachelorette. You've gone on to stand on stages. Uh, you're Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, tell me that if, if I'm far off. Your experience on reality television uh, up to, let's say, six months ago was maybe not a positive one. Like it wasn't one that you would say, yes, this was the best season of my life. You know, there's good things that came from it. But, you know, you you weren't exactly like seeking to get back on to The Bachelorette, to be this The Bachelorette a, a second time. What is it? Am I right or wrong? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of um, emotional recovery from my mm-hmm. reality TV experiences. And I didn't have it, you know, in the front of my mind to ever really go on reality TV again. Um, so I, when I got the call, actually for Bachelor in Paradise and for FBoy Island this summer, uh, it was just kind of like, well, I guess, I guess I'm not done with reality TV. Yeah. So what, what like, give us a, a perspective into you personally then, like what made you say yes to this stuff? So for FBoy Island, I'd never seen the show. So I had binged watch season two before agreeing to do it. And then seeing what it was about, Nikki Glazer, who's a comic, she's the host, Alon, he's the executive producer. There was just all these positives behind the scenes and what the show is about that felt like maybe this was going to be a better match for me and my personality mm-hmm. than what like traditional Bachelorette is. You know, it's very, Bachelorette is very serious, um, which is great and works for some people. I just think that's not a good match for me. You know, so my experience in doing F-Boy Island was more silly and there's humor and there's comedians both on the, on the cast and behind the scenes. Like it's just a big fun joke that we're all in on. And it was just, it was just a, much better experience. So I'm really glad I said yes. Now you're with two other girls during this whole process. It never seems to get catty between the girls though. But what if you're like fighting over the same guy? Cause you are genuinely interested. Like, does it give you bachelor in paradise vibes? So we all talked about that. We didn't really know what to expect, but truly with the exception of one person, it all kind of organically worked itself out naturally. Um, the one guy that, that they were kind of both interested in, they talked about real quickly, like behind the scenes, it's not even a moment for the show. And we're just like, yeah, I, go for it. You know, I, I got a good group of, of men here. So there really, for us, wasn't that opportunity to really fight over anybody or trade. And um, it just kind of worked out organically. How does that make it different than when they did two bachelorettes, you think? Um, hmm. is there a difference between them? Yeah. You know, I don't know how that worked for the two bachelorettes. I can only speak from my own bachelorette experience. And what I will say is on F boy Island, there's a lot of, um, freedom to just exist as you are, you know, like, like I didn't get interrupted a lot. There wasn't a lot of producer input. Like they're there but like as nothing, like there's just, they're not interrupting anything, you know? And so I think that really allowed for organic connections to happen. Whereas as you guys know, with, you know, the bachelor, there is a little bit more of like guidance for, for certain things to happen or conversations or people to be talked to, you know? So I think just by allowing us to exist freely, um, allowed everything to just 
work out the way it's supposed to. What uh, what happens, Katie? And uh, I apologize. I don't know. I know you go to Bachelor in Paradise. You mm-hmm. just mentioned mm-hmm. it. Um, we've seen the teasers. It's not a it's not a spoiler. I don't know what capacity. Like I don't know if it's in a, in a Hannah Brown capacity, and you're you're just going down to you know shakes things up for a couple hours, and you're like, yeah, I'm just actually here to chill. Or if you're actually going as a contestant, is that has that been released yet? That hasn't been talked about. Um, so okay. yeah, you will have to kind of tune in. I will say um paradise was filmed first so the timing of what ends up happening on paradise during filming after filming um and then going on to f boy which you know sometimes there are f girls i'll say that um in short you just got to tune into both shows to kind of see what ends up happening it's a big piece and and that's like my my curiosity is here let's just say you know we don't let's just say you go down to paradise today you find love what happens than with your commitment to go to F-Boy Island. I mean, just because there's F-Boys doesn't mean there can't be F-Girls. So, Oh, my goodness. Uh, this, is, this is big. Wow, that's really big. For some reason, seeing you walk down those steps in paradise, I never even contemplating contemplated you being a contestant, which you actually totally can be. It just like was ruled out in my head that you would ever go down as a contestant. Okay, Wow, this is good and this is juicy. Now, you haven't talked to Blake for two years, he says, yes. as you walk down the stairs. You got to tease us with how your first interaction was. Well, okay, I was told when I was going to see everybody, everyone was going to be very excited and get up and hug me. And so I went in with this like mentality of like, I'm about to be so welcomed. When I walked down, obviously the first person I look for is Blake. And he's looking at me like he saw a ghost. And it feels like five minutes of nobody saying anything. No one's getting up. Like, I feel so uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, I will do open mic over and over again before (laughs) I ever have to experience entering the beach that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel you. Were you nervous, though? I mean, like, were you nervous to see Blake again? You know, so much time had passed. I I was indifferent. You know, I, I... Blake is very mature. And despite how things happen, you know, in the aftermath, overall, like we were, we were two happy people in love at one point. And so I was very optimistic that, you know, regardless of his situation status on paradise, that the conversation was going to be a positive one and, and much needed, you know, as we both navigate whatever happens next in our lives. Yeah. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Now, I have to just say, as a Bachelor detective here, the Bachelor contract would not have allowed you to go down there and date and then do F-Boy Island. So you are not a contestant. So this is, you are not a contestant. I, I mean, you're entitled to your thoughts. <laughs> I just you have to know as a as a former bachelorette, you do have a little bit more power and what your contract ah. says and how you navigate that. So I am a very smart businesswoman. I read my contracts, I negotiate my contracts. And all I'm gonna say is 
obviously I made it work out for me the way I needed to that best was going to benefit my life, my love life and my bank account. I, uh, I'm, not con- I'm not convinced you're not a contestant. Me neither. Now that <laughs> response was epic. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's very fair here. Here's the wild part about all this. Um, Katie, let's just say you were a contestant. You spent the last, I mean, you spent all summer on television. Like you were oh filming all summer. Like this is, you got to feel all sorts of weird, right? Like that's a whole different reality than the real world and sitting in your house with a foster dog. Yes. Yeah. It was funny because the dust felt like it was finally settling in my life. I was like, all right, this is the next chapter of what I'm going to do. And then these phone calls happen. And I go, well, guess my summer is uh, in front of the camera again. So was that exciting? Like, are you look? were you looking forward to that? Or is this like, inti- like, does it feel like intimidating and, and nerve wracking? You know, I did, I did my research with both opportunities. Like I, I really didn't, I wasn't quick to be like, yes, put me mm. in front of that camera. You know, I really made sure it made sense for me, um, for my mental health, for everything that I worked so hard to find, you know, in this point in my life. And so this year of reality TV has just, for both shows, has just been so much better than my past experiences. And so I'm really glad to just leave on a positive note with, you know, both different like franchises, um, my mental health, you know, coming off of it and just feeling just overall very good about my experiences. So if you are dating in paradise, who was on your list that you wanted to see down there? That was the hard part because I haven't actually watched. Uh, that the was show. a hard part, so she had to do it. Right, look, you can do, <laughs> you can do all you want, Ashley. <laughs> but Continue. no, but I, I really I haven't kept up with the show, and so when I yeah. showed up, there was a lot of faces. I I had no idea who they were. I didn't know were they a villain? Are they a good guy? Are they just a, a night one guy? I had no idea who anybody was really. Who was the hottest when you got down there? I'll be so honest. There was this comfort in seeing Blake again. It definitely yeah, stirred true. up some like things I didn't know were still there. And he's kind of he's just looking good. Like we're all t- everybody's so talking about like Blake 2.0 is is doing all right for himself. It's that breakup glow up that everybody goes through and he doesn't <laughs> get it. So I was like, nice to see ya. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I, it, it, so okay, we had Wells on a few weeks ago, and as we close out here with you. Uh, obviously, F Boy Island is coming up. Everybody should tune in. Um, there is just a lot of intrigue, and it's a it's a very fun show to watch. Uh, I don't think the name fully represents the show. I think there's a lot of really good like moments too behind. Uh, uh, well, that we get to watch uh, on television as well. But we had Wells on a few weeks ago, and he had mentioned that there's a unique dynamic when a lead, a former lead, comes onto the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, you have multiple different ways of going about it. One, some of the leads go down and they only care about everybody else because they don't feel like they need to care about themselves or really pursue relationships themselves. Some leads come down and they kind of have this ego, give or take, you know, a little bit uh, to say, hey, you know, I was a lead and I'm coming back to the paradise and, you know, y'all, you're going to want me because, yeah, at one point I was it. What, how would you best describe kind of your feelings leading up to the beach? I mean, I definitely did not want a target on my back. So I wanted to make sure I was humble in my experience. Also, let's not forget two guys quit my season. So I don't really have that confidence as the bachelorette. I'm, I'm just Katie coming to the beach. And if you like me, great. And if you don't, well, that's your loss. But um, no, I, I definitely want to stay humble and just uh, open and not have this like entitlement when I was there. 
Is that the same mentality you took on F-Boy Island? Even more so on F-Boy Island because it's a shared lead spot with two other women. Mm. And I was very nervous that they would feel some kind of way. Um, fun fact, they had no idea who I was. So we didn't even have to deal with that. Good. <laughs> and so we really got to navigate our experience, you know, as three equal women um, dating these guys and kind of every night we kind of go through the list and be like, you know, mix around cards. Like this has to be an F boy. This has to be a nice guy. And that was kind of our like bonding moment every night after filming. When you go down to paradise, I don't know that there's anybody from your season besides Blake, but when you look back on your season, you did date John after the fact, is there anybody else that you were like, oh, like I could revisit and date that person? I'm thinking because Michael Alio is single, your take on all that? I will say there definitely was a time where Michael was on my mind, um, but more like fresh in my experiences and reflecting and watching back and just all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Um, with all the time that has passed, I do feel like I don't know him as who he is today. You know, a lot of people go on the show and come out a little different. Um, a lot of people go on the show and it's a heightened version of themselves, but then you get to kind of see them on social media and you're like, oh, that's a little different, you know? So there definitely was a time where Michael was on my mind, uh, but I can say pretty confidently that that would never be experienced again. Well, Katie, uh, we got to let you go. But we do want to remind everybody to tune in to F-Boy Island, where Katie is going to be one of the three women walking through the experience. What do you call them? What do you call yourselves as the kind of leads of F-Boy Island? Is there a name for it? You know, I, some of the articles have been just calling us the Bachelorettes. But yeah, uh, I, I just say the, the leading women of F-Boy Island. Leading women of F-Boy Island. And also, we've got to tune in to, uh, to Katie's story on the beach in paradise to see how this all kind of like filters out I, I don't know katie I, i'm watching and i'm listening to you and i'm thinking this has to just get messy i don't know if it does but <laughs> it feels like it had a lot of risk to get messy and i want to see if it happens i am known for being messy so tune in <laughs> to find out <laughs> messy is right. good tv so That's thank right. you katie we'll see you on our tvs multiple times a week soon maybe yes yes maybe multiple times me, guys. A week. i appreciate it okay. <laughs> thanks katie. bye bye well, that's been Katie Thurston, former bachelorette, but also a potential contestant on Bachelor in Paradise and one of the leading women on F-Boy Island. Katie's got a lot going on uh, this summer. I, if you want, you're going to be watching a lot of her. Uh, you can tune in to F-Boy Island on the CW uh, as we spoke about. Uh, and I don't know, Katie should be showing up to the beach soon. I would guess yeah, it would I happen within the next couple of weeks. I'm excited about that. That is so unexpected. I totally just assumed she wasn't coming because she's on F-Boy Island. Oh, she worked it all out. Well, uh, until next time, uh, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Talk to you soon. Toodaloo. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? 
head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.